Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're taking the time to reflect on the reality that life is short. We're exploring how that simple truth can have a profound impact on the way we choose to spend our time here on Earth. We got it started Monday by having a conversation about impermanence. Yesterday, we abandoned what-ifs, and today, we're diving in. Yesterday, we closed by reflecting on the idea that impermanence teaches us that nothing can be relied upon, no single fate, no single outcome. Our only option is to accept that nothing is known. Every experience we build for ourselves is fleeting. The pessimistic mind finds futility in that truth. The optimistic mind sees that we have just one life, and it drives us to seize every meaningful opportunity, to experience, to smell, to touch, to taste, to see, to feel, and they inevitably see life as a great big adventure. As is always the case with optimism and pessimism, Both perspectives are illusions. It's our perception of a certain truth, how we paint it in our minds, that changes our lived experience. As it pertains to yesterday's conversation about action and inaction, pessimism would be the state of inaction, and optimism would be the driving force between action. Of course, there are undeniable realities. For example, we say we want to jump off a cliff into a pool of water, but we don't know how deep it is. There's a level of discernment that resides somewhere between unabashed optimism and stagnant pessimism that would suggest we check for the depth and look for rocks first. But problematic pessimism would likely persist once we've confirmed that there are no threats. When it comes to the lessons of impermanence, how might this analogy play out in day-to-day life? What does diving in look like when it comes to work or relationships or big goals? What does it mean to check for rocks and depth first? And when do we know whether pessimism is causing us to become immobile? This too shall pass. Every pain, every heartbreak, every perceived upset and failure, our highest highs, our lowest lows will come and go. When you stand back and consider living life of meaning, what comes to mind? Is it the depth of your relationships? Is it the purpose driving your day-to-day life? Is it the magnitude and diversity of your experiences? The answers may be different from one person to the next, but everyone can ask themselves, what's standing in the way? What fears are stopping me from taking that leap of faith? What's the next big step in life? Am I choosing simple security over the greater measure? And is that an acceptable sacrifice knowing I only have this one life to live? We've all had opportunities to learn this lesson of impermanence. We've all experienced some form of loss or change or rebirth. Some find their reasons to never try again, and some dive unabashedly into the unknown, accepting that no single outcome can last forever, for better or worse. So what might it look like to check for the depth of the water and the rocks beneath the surface before we jump? Might it mean that we save up enough money to buy a camper before we quit that dead-end job? 
Might it mean branching out and finding that right fit before abandoning the city we grew up in? Maybe it means we start spending a little more time alone before abandoning that stagnant relationship. Maybe it means we start hanging out with new friends before we cut the old ones out entirely. We're bridging the gap between our fear and action. We're testing the waters before we dive in. But what we're not doing is sticking to the shoreline indefinitely. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for day four of our week, Life is Short. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.